Hey everybody, it's Eric Balance coming to you with the Resilient Minds Podcast, where I feature beautiful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and experts in their field, where they help us discover their X factor, their experience of life, only to discover how they were able to accomplish and find out their why factor, their big why, their purpose in life. So join me as we get to discover the beauty of our minds and how can we really continue to go after the biggest and most wildest dreams while we continue to pursue and manifest our greatest intelligence that comes from the heart. Also, if you haven't, go check out the new alignment course that I've created at www.ericbalance.com forward slash alignment, A-L-I-G-N-M-E-N-T. See you on the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Resilient Minds podcast. I'm excited today because we're sitting down with another amazing thought leader, uh, evolutionary coach focused on human consciousness. And we always have a great conversation. Zoran, um, a friend, dear friend from Ibiza. How do I pronounce your last name properly? Because I can say Todorovic. 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 Yes. It's one of these like very difficult to roll down your, your tongue, but then it gets really exciting at the end. Todorovic. <laughs> Zoran Todorovic. Thank you, brother, for coming on. Um, it's good to see you again. Um, I had the pleasure of jumping on your podcast not too while back. It was a great, mm-hmm. amazing conversation. And let's continue this amazing flow because um, I just wanted to really bring this beautiful essence that you bring to the table, um, you know, that what you're creating in the world, how you're really allowing people around you to evolve, you're holding space for them. And this is what a really great, amazing leader does. So share a little bit about what you're currently up to and then uh, let's flow into it, man well you know there's so many things going on in in life right now for everybody i think that life it's beautifully intense as we Mm. can say and beautifully challenging but also unraveling so many things that we need to address and work with in our own life to support this global transformation and global evolution so for me I have been always passionate about that. My core passion is how to enable humanity to become the best possible version of itself, one individual at a time. And uh, how I've done it in past many, many years is through the methodology that we call evolutionary coaching and getting people to really connect deeper with themselves, understand who they are, understand their inner wiring, their inner matrix, understand how to transform that inner matrix Uh, inside out, and also to become empowered to be a completely and totally sovereign human being, understanding that we create and co-create our own reality. So once when we get all of that and we put this into practice, then we can not only create the life of our dreams or create the business of our dreams or relationships of our dreams, but also contribute in creating the society, the economy, the uh, transformation that we are looking for in the world right now. So that's a little bit about myself. I think um, has this been always something that like uh, excited you since you were since you were like a little boy. Has this been something that has always like dug deep inside you? Because there's a lot of resonance in what you're sharing, 
as you're speaking about it, it's like, yeah, I know, you know, like that was something like when I was kind of, so was there like something within you that you needed to go deeper within to identify for yourself to say, mm -hmm. hey, this is actually something definitely that I need to discover so that I can then therefore go and offer it to others. Yeah. So I knew about the term starseed for a very long time, but I never really understood what starseed really means. And also what the activated starseed really means. And what I grew to understand from my own life is that there is a group of people, maybe all of us, maybe certain people who are born onto this planet with a specific purpose and mission in activation of human consciousness and supporting the human consciousness to get to the next level of its evolution. <clears throat> and those people are called starseeds. So when I was you know, a little boy, you know, I always had that memory deeper within me. I always knew that I'm here to do something bigger. I'm here to do something for humanity. I didn't know what was that, what that going to be at that moment in time, but there was this always this deeper feeling, but also deeper longing, you know, inside of myself to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. And like all activated star seeds, in order for us to be able to fully empathize with the current state of affairs, you create life full of challenges. <laughs> so I remember when I was little, I was thinking, oh my God, you know, why am I in this family? What's going on here? You know, why is it so challenging and difficult? I don't resonate with certain things. With certain things I resonate, there are certain obstacles, challenges. You know, so, you know, through initiation, through my very early ages, I really went through difficult times in order for me to, you know, get more into the empathy and compassion and full understanding of what humanity is going through right now to be able to use that later on in my life and support and help. So to answer that question to you, I always knew it was hidden within me mm -hmm. and it was activated throughout my life. Mm. And it continue. does it continue to um, evolve to a new, like emerging kind of uh, alchemy as you continue to uh, make your work or or see your visions or create the reality that you already like really discovered inside of you yeah yeah it's kind of molding and growing it's a very organic process it changes all the time you know i think that certain principles of of the purpose within me for example within all star seeds so i'm just talking on behalf of everybody who is feeling that what i'm saying and most of the time, star, star seeds feel awkward. They feel they don't belong. They feel they come from somewhere else. They don't understand the systems. They see the, the crack of the system. They know we need to improve. They know we need to change. There's always this need that we have as star seeds to embedder something. And that need is organic. You know, it keeps on shifting and changing, you know, in our co-creation. So for me, of course, it was always an ongoing new emerging. So what I was doing, like, Five years ago, it's different to what I'm doing right now. And what I'm going to do probably next five years is going to become something completely different. But I think that's exciting because it's yeah. real life. You know, it's real life, you know, jamming session when you're playing your instrument without following the notes and saying this is predetermined composition, but you're able to improvise in jazz. Yeah. Okay. And for me, until I figured that one out, it was challenging because I felt I was improvising all the time. It was like, okay, I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, I'm improvising all the time and something new will come my way. And then I would adapt my methodology or I would adapt my 
modality to meet that expectation, but then I understand, no, this is exactly how it needs to be. You know, I have skills that I need to bring and I need to be able to improvise and adapt myself, jazz it up a little bit, show up and then do it in, a, in the most beautiful way. So it, it does change, change all the time. I love how you uh, really painted that picture. And I think it's very important uh, for people to identify with it a little bit more deeper. So this is something that really, as you, what I'm hearing, it's very much mm -hmm. about like being this musician or artist of your own life and allow the adventure and the magic to kind of be co-created by just allowing and holding the space for yourself, knowing that you mm -hmm. have this gift of creating, you know, a solution or, or creating an opportunity so that mm -hmm. you can succeed by like trusting in yourself really a lot. Yes. This, exactly. Am I hearing this correctly? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then not having this imposter syndrome that we don't think that we know what we're doing because it's consistently changing, but moving beyond that and knowing that that's consistent change, it's absolutely mm -hmm. creating that new alchemy that we all need to display at a given moment in time. I love it, man. It's, it's, this is, uh, it, I think for anybody that's listening, um, it'd be really important, or maybe you can give an example of some kind of an experience that maybe um, you had um, personally um, experienced of like, hey, the structured societal circumstance, hey, um, was giving you these kind of current um, experiences where you didn't resonate, you didn't make sense. And then what did it feel like or what did it look like for you to say, hey, what am I going to do to to really kind of take not control but allow myself to build the the necessary certainty around the space yeah Does that makes sense yeah Is that a question kind of of clear? course of course yeah. yeah 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 i'll just kind of answer it through the different point of view so you know when Please. i had you know challenging you know this circus circumstances in my life you know people call it dark night of the soul or when something really difficult happens mm -hmm. then you go into that space of you know uh, ambiguity and not knowing and 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 then that forces you to connect back to god or source or universe however you want to call it and at that moment in time in my life i was connecting to that and i was asking what is my next thing in life and it came to me that I need to work in a business specifically within corporate culture at that moment in time. And for me, it was like me in a business. Why would I do this? It's such a rigid environment. I don't really like and enjoy the structure of the business that time. But this need and this knowing was like, you need to work in the business. So when I started working within the business, I completely understood that the structure that we have had at that time, even nowadays, was obsolete, not really serving people not really enabling people to be the best possible version of themselves. And a lot of people were struggling. So at that time, I understood, okay, so my purpose within that context was to show up as new and to keep on working alongside with people who were willing enough in the business to evolve, to create a different business paradigm, and then collaborate to make it happen. Right? So mm -hmm. even though I did not like what I saw, I did not enjoy being in all the meetings you know when people are talking about strategy and money and greed and profit margin and increasing profit margin on expense of other people or planet or you know circumstances that you'll see i was there with that deeper knowledge that me being there is actually catalyzing that new movement for for the business to become its mm. service to humanity so then i understood i said okay so i need to be here but the the, the big 
transformational breakthrough for me, Eric, was that I understood at that moment in time that I need to be in service to others instead of only in service to myself. So, of mm -hmm. course, I can be in service to myself, get attended to my needs, to my financial needs, to my, you know, whatever I needed to do at that moment in time. But the bigger game was selfless service to others. And then once when you surrender into that, then it begins to become a little bit more fun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it becomes actually, and correct me if I'm wrong, does it, is it, it, did it start to become because you were actually just in the room, the conversation even shifted because knowing that you have these principles focused so much on human awareness and, you know, integrity, you know, really bringing those principle-based values, like from, from a deep internal need, mm -hmm. it, it it, it actually didn't require you saying much. It was just by your presence that you were actually offering so much of the space. Exactly. Exactly. And that was a great teacher and a great trainer, trainer for me, that presence that you're talking about, because sometimes we underestimate the importance of our presence and our beingness within the room. Because if you don't say something, we feel that we're not adding value, right? So we need to be intelligent. We need to be smart. We need to come up with a solution or we need to come up with a strategy. We need to comment. But as a matter of fact, for me, it was exactly that, being present in that room. Sometimes we're just being silent and just listening and nodding, you know, and saying, yeah, I hear you, yeah. But that energy of the breakthrough transformation, the space holding for the evolution of humanity would magically catalyze certain ideas. And then from other people, those things will come through. You know, it's exactly. like, I don't need to say it. You know, somebody else will say, and what about this? What if we do this? And I would just nod and laugh and say, that's a great idea. Why not? You know what I mean? But, you know, for me, that was a teacher because I needed to get myself to the space when I was able to be silenced instead of having a need to add value by talking. And, and you know what I mean? By, by being significant in a, on a certain level. So this is something um, maybe I'll pivot into because as you bring it up, it's, it, 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 it brings this uh, curiosity in me. Mm. And I think that so many, especially for myself, this is like more so for a, a question, like just for my curiosity most. most. <laughs> so mm -hmm. because when we're listening, right, and we're so self-aware, um, I mean, we always have new awarenesses coming up, but there's this <clears throat> opportunity of saying, hey, you know, that moment of presence of being in a room, of being curious, and then just saying, hey, acknowledging the great idea and being taught something as as like this 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 curious student of of adding value, is it something that because of people's vibration when they when they tap into this innocence as as adults or as business leaders or as entrepreneurs mm -hmm. as coaches you know people of extreme um, extreme influence right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how important is it for those individuals to really be in that innocence of like not needing to actually prove anything because I was one of those, these guys that was very much forcing for a very long time needing to prove things out yeah. into the world and mm. and I realized that actually the more that I just became like super quiet and mm -hmm. curious myself that the more that it just started to happen and so we started listening to that 
that voice mm. from everybody else. And this is what I'm hearing actually in your um, experience is that you became that, that, uh, that, that, that change maker without actually needing to do anything. Exactly, exactly. And it is amazing because people do feel energy. You know, um, sometimes when you work with businesses and people who are driven or the CEOs or the cryptocurrency startup leaders or small business incubator leaders, they're quite driven, you know, and, and uh, we assume that they don't understand frequency and energy. But what I understood from my work in, within business that we're using as example, that a lot of these leaders do use intuition to make decisions, decisions and choices. Sometimes when I ask these leaders, how did, you, how did you make decision to make this investment, you know, besides numbers, they will tell you it was my gut feeling, it was my intuition, you know, something told me I need to do that, right? So they're awakened and aware, so, and they feel the energy. And when you're in the room, they would sense it and they would feel it. And maybe they will tell you, oh, this is such an interesting thing. You're not saying much, but you know, you're adding value. I don't, I cannot quantify how do you add value, but you know, you do add value. Or they might, for me, my situation was get me on the coffee break around the coffee or tea and tell, and ask me questions, become more curious. And, uh, and it, it works like that. The energy is contagious. Uh, for me, the, the important piece here is that I was, for myself, very clear to what is my purpose in this space. And my purpose in that space was at that time, evolution of business. It was always, what can I do within the context of this meeting to get people to the next level so we can shift into the new paradigm of business, which is exactly what I wanted to see as, as part of my reality creation. And, and that's why you're, um, I mean, that's why you're showing up the way you are. It's very beautiful because, you know, we really understand this at a deeper sense of, hey, we're creating a reality. This is yeah. what you know, we're putting ourselves in. At the end of the day, it really, all that matters is what you believe in yourself, you know? Exactly. And we're so, so focused on this external kind of validation. It's really beautiful to not need that um, external uh, mirror anymore, but knowing that it's coming from such a deeper place and then like just recognizing it within. So I really commend that, bro. So tell me, um, now that you're really spending a lot of time, you know, with business leaders, you're really being able to tap into that transformation, holding space and being present and, and really giving these um, unique approaches of, of evolutionary coaching. What does that look mm -hmm. like um, for individuals that, you know, are more curious about it? And you talked about a lot about like asking questions. So how is it where what kind of questions do you fear feel are quality questions to really tap into maybe somebody that's listening right now that mm -hmm. may be completely unaware doesn't feel like they really um are tapping into their own leadership yet but they mm -hmm. have that curiosity somewhat so what kind of a question would you ask somebody that's extremely new um, wanting to, you know, dive deeper or, um, you know, excited about kind of where our ideas um, could evolve from so that they can also bring their own ideas to the table. Yeah, of course, you know, um, the questions that I usually ask for people to initiate is, what do you feel passionate about? You know, what makes your heart sing? 
what do you really care about? What do you value in your life? What matters? What is important to you? Um, how can you create the life that really is the ideal life that you dream or aspire to achieve? Uh, what is your contribution to life? You know, what, are you, what did you come here to give? I mean, sometimes even in the most rigid environments with uh, some close business leaders who are, you know, completely, you know, within the matrix of the business and they don't think bigger thoughts, I would challenge that. I would ask, what is your contribution? What is your gift? What are you here to give? Not what are you here to take, you know, what you can gain out of this relationship, you know, how much money can you make? What, how much networking can you receive? But what are you here to give? So when you start asking these questions to people, they begin tapping into their deeper purpose. And when they begin activating that deeper purpose, then they begin wiring differently because they come into the space of, okay, life, it's the bigger game. You know, it's, it's life is more magical than I thought it is. Life has a deeper meaning. I have a deeper purpose. I am unique. I'm special. I am somebody who is here and who is significant because my core belief where I come from is that each and every individual, but they literally mean each and every individual on this planet right now has a specific unique contribution to give in the puzzle of collective consciousness. So if you think about collective and you, can, you see it as a mosaic of all of us, all our faces and our energy and who we are, and I work as a cleaner, you work as a coach, somebody is a CEO, somebody is like a mechanic for the fixes the car and somebody is something else. We all have unique things to give in our service to others. And that unique things comes from that core passion, what I really feel and enjoy doing. So when you ask those questions, people do activate and, and they love it because nobody asks them this. And they, it starts to get them to dream. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I when as you're as you're as you're saying the questions you know asking myself like hey where's the what's the next stage you know what's the most exciting part how can we continue to grow what's you know yeah. just it's a very it creates a lot of curiosity and it brings out what as you were saying it brings out more of that innocence in me you know yeah um and Exactly. And when it brings more innocence in you, you know, then if what I love about coaching as a discipline, and this is something that I, you know, that's my core competence, so to say, is that in coaching, then we make it very practical. So from this dreaming, uh, or the bigger picture, bigger vision, what needs to be created, and how it needs to be created, and what makes your heart sing, and what is your contribution, then you look into your life, and then you see, okay, so how do I then translate this into my life? So... Mm -hmm. How do I show up in my life? Am I running a business? Am I a corporate employee? Am I professional? Am I artist? Do I need to change my career? You know, what do I need to do to embody that deeper meaning of my life in my everyday life? And I've seen this again and again and again through my coaching. When people begin doing that, that embodiment of their deeper purpose to their creative expression then the abundance flows, the opportunity flow, the money flows, they're in flow of life, the things are opening up, it becomes much more creational. And whatever it's not aligned that needs to be addressed, <clears throat> like traumas and you know, different negative beliefs and thoughts, things that you need to transform will show up. And they will tell you, yes, Zoran, you want to do this, but you need to first resolve that, right? This is your obstacle. You know, you need to work on that one. And when you do that, then 
this will show up. And then again, coaching becomes very practical because when you look into this and resolve it, we move on and so on and so forth. So actually, you know, I'm I'm taking as you're saying this, I'm I'm really reflecting back at our conversation when we went for coffee in Ibiza. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was still in that very artistic part of 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 myself of still like this coming how am I going to apply all of this like stuff into the world and Mm -hmm. I remember you saying like hey you know maybe just like leave the island for a bit take a break you know like let's go like you'll 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 ground some really great ideas and that's when I went to Dubai and it was really Mm -hmm. like I think that that conversation was a pivotal moment for me just us kind of hanging together and and having that coffee and you saying hey bro you know, you can, you know, you've got this energy, just, just go put it out there. And um, yeah, it really was a meaningful moment for me. And I think, you know, because we, you, I felt seen, heard and understood by you, which is really, you know, I think for anybody when, whenever you're, I think when you're in a coaching atmosphere, um, being able to feel heard and feel like understood and then offered some sort of like really great advice which Mm. i think you're amazing at zoran is um always this wisdom that you bring to the table you know whatever we would we would connect so to me i just want to say for that moment oh thank you you (laughs) i'm so happy (laughs) beautiful thank you so much for that (laughs) sure brother um so tell me about um the current circumstances of what you see right now happening, you know, in the world and how does that match to what you would like, like your vision, you know, because Mm -hmm. I was having actually a conversation yesterday with my parents regarding a lot of the things that, you know, are happening, you know, with the financial markets, um, with regards to the world economic forum, with regards Mm -hmm. to just a lot of the different things that, you know, the discovery of truth. And Mm -hmm. I think that you and me reflect a very beautiful part of what truth is. And we reflect back to each other, um, Mm -hmm. the seeking of truth. And this is what I really see in you is that you're always looking for to find the truth, not just in other people, but in like the evolution of of the wholeness. Yeah. So going tapping now into like a deeper perspective or a more global kind mm-hmm. of change. What do you see? Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. It's like I felt like, yeah, this is a big subject. But yeah, I mean, it's a big question, of course. Yeah. What am so I saying? Yeah. What do you mm-hmm. see like that we can collectively do, or you know, what where can we start um to start asking better questions about what has been hidden from us for such a long time mm-hmm. well listen for in in my life journey because i have such a curious personality and mm-hmm. uh, i was also always curious about the truth and about the truth and, and looking and looking into this i went many different places in, in making sense making exactly what's going on and this is such a kind of challenging and big topic right now. But where I am currently myself, I am extremely optimistic, extremely optimistic. In this, in you know, people tend to be get worried about the, the state of affair of the world, you know, specifically about financial system and crypto market, and then the war, and then uh, transformation of this, and the shortages and food and all of this 
it's basically our reality right now. And I feel that that reality is co-created with the purpose of us awakening into something that we really, really want to see. And I can tell you this from a perspective of coaching and habitual behaviors. For some reason, somehow, we are creatures of habits. You know, we as human beings, we love safety. We love security. We love habitual behavior. If you if you were to be an extraterrestrial star being and you observe one life of one individual, you will see that he goes in the same coffee shop, does buys the same products, hangs with the same people, watches the same shows, you know, doing this, doing this. It's very predictable, right? So we, right. and we love habits and we also love to be in the comfort zones because we love chilling and we love eating ice cream. And I was laughing the other day. I saw, I saw the, you know, the new brand of ice cream, Chile Netflix, you know, that my son brought it to us. Like, look at this ice cream. It's Chile Netflix. I was like, oh my God, it's the ultimate indulgence. You know, eating ice cream and chilling and watching Netflix. It's a beautiful habit. So we are habitual like that, you know what I mean? And we keep on repeating the same behavior. We're very predictable. Many teachers like Joe Dispenza as well as talks about it, are that it's predictable past, you know, the, the, the familiar past creates predictable future. So sometimes the certain things have to happen for us to initiate, you know, using the language like waking up, it's sometimes too strong for people, but I call it initiation. We need to see certain things in our life. We need to feel certain challenges and obstacles for us to be able to say, okay, you know, I need to wake up and really see what's going on. And I see this, what is going on in, in and on the global stage right now. It's the big awakening for us getting out of this habitual collective trance that it has been, we have been for a very long time into initiating and seeing the reality as it is and then choosing what we really want to co-create. But in order, for, in order for us to choose what we really want to create, we have to see what it is. And what is, as I mentioned for the business, for example, has been a practice of exploitation, of putting profits against people, against planet. It has been prof money, 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 greed. That's one frequency. In relationship, it was, you know, me, 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 my needs, me, 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 instead of us, 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 and another frequency. So there's a lot of things that is going on that we have to transform, but we can't do them if you don't see them, and we need to see them. So this, what's going on in the world right now, we need to see. But the challenge and magic of all of this is not to buy into the fear and not to be frightened by, oh, what will happen if the whole system collapses right now? And how are we going to do this? And how are we going to do that? That's that's not constructive. That's not creative. But what we need to do is see it for what it is. And then we choose what do we want to create? What do we really want to see? And we put our energy and attention in exactly that. And for me personally, that's my practice. You know, When I see something that is really worrying me, like the news will come or this will come or that will come. I would be like, oh my God, you know, another thing going on. I would stop, I would breathe, I would presence myself, I would connect to that bigger picture. And I would say, okay, where do I want to put my energy right now? What do I want to create? What is the light that I want to see? And if we all keep on doing that, we will be awakened into reality that we want to co-create together. Yeah. Does it make sense what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, I think that when, as you're saying it, you know, I'm recognizing how many of us are stuck with, not stuck, but listening to, because uh, Gary Vee, he says something really beautiful. It's like, you know, 
the the people that focused on 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 the fear of lead those, those are not leaders those are tyrants those are you know but the the real leaders are the ones that empower us all to really you know co-create and and come together and 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 really come and it's obviously not in that quote but you know that's the mm-hmm. premise of it um and and to me this really resonates because i think that you know for so long you know uh whether it was like going to community meetings or like if in the past you know when i was a kid you know my parents took me to church or things like this i would hear the fear that like was trying to be communicated you know and it didn't make sense it didn't make sense and and, and i remember rebelling like rebelling at such a like screaming and you know mm-hmm. upset nature because I, I I knew that my soul was like, this is wrong. And I think that that, that was like a, a way of me acting out personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a way for me to like really escape that 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 trance, let's call it. Yeah. Um, and and to, to this, this was really a beautiful um, now looking back, I realized like what I was what I was trying to escape. It was like all of these like, uh, um, illusions of separation of 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 not allowing things to come in as they are so do you feel like this you know part of um the financial market the you know you know covid or uh the wars that have happened not just this you know the war now but also the ones you know that have happened in history mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. all been like cries of acting out you know of mm-hmm. society to really say hey pay attention people wake you know initiate let's initiate and we've been so blind to these regular patterns and cycles That's associating it. itself and so now it's like hey we're finally maybe starting to listen as you as you did in in the boardroom right like to the rest mm-hmm. but now it's like at a, at a collective level mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i do i do i think that this is the crying out for humanity to wake up and and for some reason you know even though this has been said many times in the past i personally feel that we are at the end of the cycle mm-hmm. i feel that now now this is the final cycle of awakening and i think the last three years were orchestrated for us to be able to awaken into reality that we don't want, you know, and into reality that we want. Because if you just look at the financial system, for example, it doesn't serve everybody. It's beyond serving everybody. I mean, I don't want to get all Marxist and communistic around this because people might think, okay, he has Marxist idea. But the very fact is that this system is serving few, extremely wealthy people, and the majority of people are, you know, suffering and struggling. So why we would have the system that serves that. So it's much better for that system to collapse, to implode, to evolve, and for us to get into the new economic system that serves everybody so we can all be in abundance because we're all significant, we're all special. So if I'm in abundance, you should be in abundance, everybody else should be in abundance. And then people say, but who is going to clean the house? And I'm never going to forget them. If people say, but yeah, it's everybody's abundance, who is going to clean the house? And I always remember Vera, my cleaner, and I was studying coaching. I was a very young coach. I was studying coaching. And they told me, you need to practice coaching with somebody else. So she was my cleaner. I was living by myself. So I decided she's going to be my guinea pig. I'm going to practice coaching with her. 
So she was coming and cleaning my house. She had the headset and she was really happy and cleaning. And I was like, oh, Vera, can I coach you? Can I coach you? She said, yeah, yeah, coach me, coach me. So I was trying to coach her to quit cleaning and to do something else. Mm-hmm. Because for me, her job was not good enough. She could do something else. You know, who she's a cleaner. I mean, she can be, I don't know, artist, musician, manager. She can make much more money. And I, and I directed all my coaching energy in coaching her to be something else until one day came up and she said, Zoran, stop coaching me. I love what I do. I love it. Listen, I listen to the music all day long. I'm visiting other people's houses. I am very physical and very dynamic. I love clearing the space. I love things being in the order. And for me, this is my ideal job. I would do this even if people are paying me nothing. You know, this is who I am. I love cleaning. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, she loves, you know what I mean? She loves cleaning. So when people say, what will happen if the, you know, financial system changes, we're not going to have cleaners or, you know, people in support systems. It's not true. There are people who actually enjoy doing that. So there is always something for everybody else. So what that says to us is that we need to transform the systems to be at service to everybody else. We can't be in the system any longer that's benefiting few, you know? And for me, that's the good thing. So when when people are talking about now, the financial system is going to collapse, right? If it's meant to collapse, to serve everybody else, bring it on. Exactly. Bring it on, right? Exactly. I, I think, yeah, I, this is a, it's a beautiful perspective because we get so stuck in our own maps mm-hmm. of the world, our own mm-hmm. point of views, that we actually mm-hmm. don't take on somebody else's. And how mm-hmm. many times does this happen? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we're living in so many different, mm-hmm. uh, multi, in a multiverse full of different universes and each person's universe is so beautiful to their own, you know, story, right? Exactly. Because of our own opinions or our own decisions, we're like, we we try to project onto other people, our belief systems. And this is like, it's so beautiful what you just shared because she's like, no, like, I don't want, I don't want your system. I want mine, you know? Exactly. I I want mine. I'm very happy. Actually, I'm happier than you because you sit in the office at that time I was in corporate job. She was saying, you sit in the office for nine hours. You're really stressed out. Look at me. I'm like, hoo, hoo, hee, hee. I'm cleaning and having fun and listening to my own music and getting paid well. Leave me alone. You know, it's it's just like, you know what I mean? It was just big aha moment because people are teaching, you know, like, and, and, and that was epiphany, so to say for me. Yeah. This really says too is like how much how much of everybody around us is really teaching, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it really became your teacher in that moment. As much as you were trying to teach, she was also teaching you. And mm-hmm. this is something that I think that so many of us we forget to actually pay attention to is saying, hey, mm-hmm. we're, we're actually co-teaching and co-learning, and you know, this is a is a is a is a beautiful mirror. Yeah. Um Bro, so you talked about um, this, this. Uh, so just to sum it up, Derek, before you leave, I think that my message to your audience and you know, people who are listening yeah. right now, be positive. You yes. know, don't buy into a scarcity mentality of, you know, what some people call the fear porn. And I think that fear porn expression is a good expression. Because it keeps on showing up in our life all the time. And it's it's very negative and toxic energy. Don't buy into that. Whenever that comes your way, you know, that what is going to be happening right now, presence yourself, connect yourself, look around you. You're in a good space right now. You have shelter, you have light, you have food, you have friends. 
and then choose to focus your energy to what you really want to see. Because as a collective, Eric, you know this really well. If enough of us choose to co-create the reality that we want to see, which is the reality of unconditional love, the positivity, the abundance from all, the new business or of flourishing and enabling everybody to believe happy and be creative. If, if we all focus enough energy in our collective, that will show up as reality because we're all co-creating together. So each and every individual is important. How we think at this moment is super important. So choose to be positive at this time. Don't choose to be afraid, negative, or to cocoon and be like, oh, dancing or, you know, worrying about your life. Yeah. This is, I don't think so, so many people realize that even just choosing the thoughts actually helps the collective because it creates an energy. Correct. Yes. Do you, do you feel, do you feel, um, so you know how this, this story, right. Um, of, you know, with the past, you know, let's call it 200, 300 years have been built off of a very different kind of capitalistic societal construct. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we can talk about the light and the dark or the, you know, the, 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 the greed versus the, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the creation and, and how do you see because I'm very curious about this uh, um, in my own philosophy of, of understanding mm. how do you see that this you know darkness or this this need of like um, and, and maybe it's not dark but maybe to me it's dark I don't know you know mm -hmm. this is something yeah, yeah just yeah mm -hmm. So the way that it was constructed about creating this capitalistic of the haves and the have-nots, um, it, 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 for me, it's like, wasn't there enough of a contrast of the light of, of mm -hmm. wanting to contribute and say, hey, I don't think that this is right. Like, is that not same power of what was created with this kind of like... Uh, need to to ground this money system not counterbalanced enough in the past when they were creating mm. it the other you know the other side right the you know it's called the light like the light side of saying mm. hey like what are we going to do why do you feel or do you feel that we didn't have that back then mm -hmm. or do we have back that then and they just been more patient you know like what mm -hmm. what do you feel how how come that wasn't counterbalanced to yeah what happened yeah what mm -hmm. happened yeah 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 there's this wonderful book that i read a long time ago it was called dear god what's happening to us i was flying at the airport and this book jumps out the scale it says dear god what's happening to us and this is exactly what a lot of people are thinking about dear god what's happening to us for me in my research you know, I was really looking into that question. And this is a very challenging question to answer because, you know, it requires you to explore different perspectives and then find the perspective that you really resonate with, you know, and, and find that perspective that really feels right in your soul. It's not only the perspective that makes sense, but also feels right. And through my research, what I found out is that 
there is this cycle of the human evolution that is uh, labeled as 26,000 year cycle. And in this 26,000 year cycles, there is a dance between the light and the dark. And in one 26,000 year cycle, the light prevails, so to say, and it becomes harmony, joy, unconditional love, beauty, artistry. Everybody is happy and you know just enjoying their existence to the full extent. And then something happens in the universe, it goes in a different cycle of 26,000 years when this shadow aspect of ourselves takes over and it's exploration of fear and anxiety and luck and uh, and challenges and difficulties and um, greed and everything that we see. So, And then the cycle stops again and then the light comes again and rebalances again. But in those cycles of fear and, and uh, luck, there is a profound learning, mm-hmm. you know, there is a profound learning. So that's one of the myths. I don't know if it's right or wrong. You know, I'm just saying what, what I feel right for me, you know, because there are many takes on this, this myth of these cycles of light and shadow interplaying together and taking over and then rebalancing. And then the other one takes over for the sake of the growth, the learning, uh, for the sake of us being able to experience everything it's in the game. And if, if we begin seeing it as game instead of just reality and we're able to play that game, so I now know that I'm in that cycle and this is my reality around me, this is the matrix I'm experiencing, how am I going to play that game? You know, if I have this awareness, if I know that this is what's going on and how am I going to play uh, my game when I get into the cycle of love, harmony, and joy? And what I'm feeling right now, this is what I said before, we are now ending that cycle of, of what we've seen in the last 26,000 years on this planet and stepping into the new cycle, which is going to be all about unity consciousness, harmony, unconditional love, abundance, and then we're going to experience all of that. Mm. So that's the one, one, one reason, one way how I can explain how I feel it. And it is painful sometimes to look into it and ask the question, where is the light? You know, in this darkness right now, why is we know light, light is stronger? We know that our love conquers it all. We know the unconditional love is the most important and most powerful force we have available in this in this universe, in multiverse. Mm-hmm. Where is it? <laughs> you know, sometimes you look around and say, "Where is it?" But maybe for us to learn a little bit of that game and to kind of get challenged a little bit and, you know, beaten up a little bit and, you know, kicked in and to feel the life in a different way and, you know, to struggle, maybe that was necessary. Yeah. Mm. This is uh, very resonant with what, uh, what I'm, I'm reading. I got this from my sensei the other day. It's called the mm-hmm. art of peace um, from O sensei from Aikido. And he mm-hmm. uh, wrote this book back when, but he talks about this ability to stand where you're standing right now and mm-hmm. recognize that actually all of it is perfect. Recognize yep. that <clears throat> everything that happened up until this moment is perfect. And this is this is where you will find peace in this current state, in this current moment. And so I think this is, I mean, as you're sharing it and you're sharing the 26,000 and, 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 you know, people can get so stuck in their heads and, and you know, myself, especially sometimes <laughs> I hear, you know, this, this beautiful presence of, of like, just, just be peaceful right now. 
And yeah. you can create the peace. You can walk into a space and you can create the peace as long as you create it within yourself. And so this is something that um, I'm really excited about because we create, we co-create this peace, right? As mm-hmm. being aware of, hey, we're able to say, you know, like it all happened. It, it's all gracious. It's all beautiful. And where are we today? We're here because of it all. So exactly that is an amazing kind of like realization for me right now, as you say it. And it's funny how all these synchronicities happen. I literally just got this book yesterday. So it's fantastic. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. You know, we love synchronicities, don't we? <laughs> right. It's, it's all, it's all, it's all magic. And so, yeah. Um, bro, I, I would love to know if, you know, what you're, what you're currently feeling, um, what's present for you, um, if anybody wants to understand more about how you are, you know, really bringing your awareness to people that want to learn more, because I understand that you're also helping people become um, coaches themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. Share a little bit about share a little bit about how that looks like for anybody that's maybe more curious about kind of the practical side of themselves of being their awareness and how they can learn more from yeah. you or, 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 and your team. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, one of the things that I love about coaching, and I think whoever it's you listen to this, who's curious about coaching is that coaching is a perfect container mm-hmm. of re- learning methodology that really works for people because it's action oriented and it's being an awareness oriented and then adding your own spice, adding your own delicious presence. And I've seen many, many coaches that we train, you know, they come into the coaching, they're healer, practitioners, business owners, you know, corporate employees, and they want to learn more about how to coach themselves, you know, how to balance their thoughts, how to balance their feelings, how to have a powerful action in their life. And they want to learn that, but then also they want to learn how to coach others. And then it becomes a beautiful container for people to express their creativity the methodology that we, I offer through tnmcoaching.com, uh, it's evolutionary coaching principle. And evolutionary coaching has a specific methodology, which is uh, attached to the one core principle, which is we see people as extraordinary human beings with contributions to make instead of small p- people with problems to solve. So when we coach anybody, how we teach coaching is that you relate to somebody else as extraordinary creator instead of somebody who comes to you with a problem and you have to solve their problem. So you shift it up. Because if you relate to somebody small like that, oh, poor poor Manamu, he has a little problem and I'm going to fix him. You know, you can fix, of course, but you hold them within that container and they have more problems and more problems and more dramas and more Netflix and one more Netflix and it goes like that. But mm-hmm. if you hold people, he is an extraordinary human being. He has a specific contribution to make. My job as a coach is to activate this inside of him. And here's the practice behind it. Then you can coach in completely different levels. So that's the kind of in one line, the premises of evolutionary coaching. We have three uh, levels, foundation, advanced, and master. And you can you know find out more at tnmcoaching.com. And then you go to the TNM Coaching Academy and all the programs are there. We have certified the programs with International Coach Federation because some people love having certificates. I believe and don't believe in that. I think quality is important, but I think certificate is not the most important thing in your life. But I want to say that the programs are certified so you can show your wonderful diploma and be qualified to work as a coach. And it's it's a beautiful journey 
becoming a coach. It's really, really beautiful journey because it's, it's interdevelopmental. You work with yourself and then you work with others. Yeah. So you, you, you grow yourself to grow others. You understand that whoever shows in your life, like if Eric was to show up in my life on a coaching session, he would grow me as much as I'm growing him. Exactly. The only difference is I'm in charge with the coaching process. So I'm navigating the process. Like Eric is now holding the container for the podcast. He's asking questions and holding container and navigating the process. But I'm learning from him and he's learning from me. We're inspiring each other. So that's the that's the beauty of coaching. You always are humbled enough to understand it's interdevelopmental. You grow together and you learn how to hold the process. And then you learn core coaching skills and competencies. So you can then navigate the process in a very good way. Yeah. I love how you say this inter uh, developmental because then you can apply that to every conversation you have in your life. And I think that's this it. is the most beautiful part is like when you realize that these processes are actually not just part of you getting your qualification or your mastery, but it's actually your, your part of your, your living life. And this yes. is such an important process that I think anybody that's listening should really take up, especially you know, yeah. coming from Zoran and, and, and his team, you know, this is, uh, as you can see, the men's um, very, very well-versed and really aware of, of what can help, you know, um, us as a society as a whole and, and us yeah. as individuals. So, bro, bro, I really appreciate you um, for coming on the mm -hmm. show. It, it really is a, an honor. It's always great. You know, I love connecting with you. I have a final question before we, we finish, though. Uh, if you had three days left to live, what would you do? <laughs> oh, my God. This is, wow. I love this question. If I had three days to live, what would I do right now, at this moment in time, right now, right now? Yeah. Only one thing, not two. Only one. Whatever you want. You, it, 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 you have three days left to live. Whatever you want. Yeah. I would pick up, I would connect to all the people that I love and tell them how much I love them. That would be a first thing, 100%. And I would ask for <laughs> divine spirit and God to help me activate all my superhuman powers that I know that I have inside of myself, but that's still dormant and see what happens. <laughs> i love it brother i love you too eric this was absolutely amazing thank you so much for holding such a beautiful conversational space i've really really enjoyed and i really hope your audience is going to benefit from us sharing with each other and you know i love you a lot you're a really beautiful amazing soul and thank you likewise my friend you know it's i always say you know we can only see in each other what we've we found in ourselves so um you know, likewise, the same is in, in re I receive and I also just want to reflect back. That's all. Uh, thank I really you. Appreciate you man. You're, you're, you're in a great soul. And I just thank you for, for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Blessings, brother. Hey, everyone. And thank you so much for listening to the Resilient Minds. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please make sure to go comment and like and follow us on iTunes or Spotify and make sure, please make sure that if you really love this, to share this episode and make sure that you're inviting all your friends to like it as we continue to unfold 
what the beauty of our minds does. More importantly, how powerful our heart level of intelligence can be when we combine our heart and our brain together. And more importantly, check out the alignment course that I've created. It's seriously there for you to take advantage of at www.ericbalance.com forward slash alignment. See you on the next show.